What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome to Buckets, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. This is your Tuesday Best Bets episode in the National Basketball Association for January 16th. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer. I'm joined tonight by Jay Money. You can find him on Twitter, on the Action Network app, and on YouTube. Jay Money is money. You can catch his live show every day where he's giving out picks. Uh, Jay's with us tonight. Jay, how you living? Doing great, man. Uh, getting over a sickness. Glad to be back with you guys, man. Ready to get some cash. Yeah, from what you're telling me pre pre show, the the sickness is the the Brooklyn Nets and their inability to fucking take care of business versus the Heat. Uh, also joining me is Ao Watts, Andrew O'Connor Watts. You can catch him on Twitter and in the Action Network app at Ao Watts thirteen. Andrew, how are you? I'm great, man. Um, had a okay day, but had a great month. So let's keep it going. All right, let's keep it rolling. We'll give you best bets for the Tuesday slate. Reminder, everything we talk about can be found in the award-winning Action Network app. You're going to get the best way to track your picks. You're going to get signals and all sorts of stuff to find out where the money is coming in on. It's a good thing to check. Like, So if you listen to this podcast and you like our bets, and then you can go in and you can see where the money has moved in the market, and you can kind of make an estimation of whether what we've said is in line with the market and kind of figure out whether or not you're chasing too much steam, whether or not it's a sharp indication, or whether it's just like a lot of money has come in and the liability has shifted. We've got all those kind of indicators if you sign up for the pro account on the Action Network app. Also, make sure to check out our YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash the Action Network. You're going to catch all sorts of awesome stuff. Shout out to everybody who made it out for the uh, live show for the favorites. Make sure to uh, subscribe to that show as it continues with the NFL playoffs heading into divisional round weekend. Uh, all right, let's not mess around anymore. Let's get to best bets for Tuesday, which as the NBA continues to just jerk us around where they're like, hey, how about 14 games one night and then like two and then like five and then 11 and then how about we give you three games and... Half the teams are on a back-to-back. How about that? Does that sound good? Does that sound good? 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 Cool. Um, so we got three games on the slate, and I'll, I can actually just run down the slate right now. Nuggets at Sixers, game of the night on TNT. Uh, Sixers are four and a half point favorites now. This opened at one. I bet it immediately when it was at one. Um, it's four and a half now in the market. Total 227. Kings and Suns. The Suns are minus four and a half. Total 242 and a half and the Thunder, who as we record this are up 44, 42 on the Lakers are staying in town in L.A. for an L.A. nightlife game. They play the Clippers tomorrow in a back to back. Clippers are five point favorites there with a total of 236. Uh, We'll start with Andrew O'Connor Watts. Andrew, what's your best bet for the Tuesday slate? Uh, I got Bradley Beal over 20.5 points. All right. Simple enough. Uh, Jay Money, what's your best bet for Tuesday? Yep, I like that play, and I'm on the Phoenix Suns minus four. I like them up to minus five. All right, I'm going to take the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I will go ahead and bet them. I, I will I will make some understanding, and we're going to have to do some injury discussion here. 
Uh, I will say that I like the Sixers, but we'll go through kind of the scenarios of when and how I like them at minus four and a half um, when we get to that one. I'm also going to play the under on Clippers Thunder under 236 in that game as well. Uh, Let's start with Jay. So Jay, you like the Suns here. Um, taking on the Kings. Kings coming off of a, a, an East Coast road trip. Um, what makes you like the Suns in this division matchup? Yeah, I'm probably the only person, well, probably one of the few people that still believe have belief in the Suns. Um, this team hadn't had many games where they've had their big three. I know that the defense isn't great, but I think the offense will be outstanding once these guys figure things out. Talking about Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal. Um, this team is starting to put it together. They've won seven of their last ten games. They have a double revenge spot versus Sacramento Kings. Catch them in a nice spot. This is their fifth game in eight days. Last game of a five-game road trip, and they're coming off an overtime game. Uh, somewhat of a heart Heartbreaker as well. I mean, if you see the way Kevin Horter um, looked, I mean, that was a heartbreaker. They thought they were finally going to beat the Bucks after losing 14 straight times to them. Damian Lillard hits a game-winning shot. Um, I mean, you could obviously they were they were uh, mad about the not getting foul calls and things like that. But I just don't think the Kings are nowhere near as great as they were last year. I know that they've been playing well in the road to start the season, but when they're going up against these top-tier teams like the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they tend to get smashed. And this is a spot where I don't think they have. I know they have enough offense, but I don't think they have enough defense to keep up with the Suns here. I think Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, all three of these guys are a matchup nightmare for the Sacramento Kings here. I think these guys are ready to go to the house. Give me the Suns here in the in a big game uh, versus a team that has a better record than them. I think the Suns win this game by double digits. And now we reach the part of our show where I give Jay all sorts of information and data that goes against his pick, and he says, fuck you, and he takes his, the Suns anyway, <laughs> and the Suns still cash. Uh, how about this? When Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker play this season, the Suns are just 4-4 four and four straight up, 1-7 and seven against the spread. They have covered one time versus the Lakers on the road uh, as a small favorite in that game. Uh, other than that, it's all losses all the way down. That includes four games um, before January 1st. And then this last stretch when they've kind of gotten everybody back together, uh, they have, they are one and three in that stretch against the spread. Not good there. I have this projected as a pick them, like a pick them juiced sons is, is how I would describe it. That doesn't mean that I want to bet the Kings. It's four and a half points of value. I should, but part of it is that I have to make a manual adjustment on the Kings because of how they play basketball. Just they're, they're not a half court team. That's just not who they are. They rely a lot on transition. And so if all my numbers are based off of like, okay, how are you, how good are you in half court and in transition versus average teams based on the amount of time that you spend there, my numbers are going to spit out differently because it's so heavily weighted league average wise in terms of half court. Like it's always going to be like, Oh, you should definitely be better in half court. The Kings were outperformed my model all, all season last year. Um, and they continue to kind of do this this year. Now I will say if that catches up with them, then my numbers are going to be more reflective of what their win total is going to be than maybe the market, because my numbers do raw tend to be like, yeah, the Suns are not very, or the, the Kings are not very good. Like they're just not very good. They're a, a nice team that can run a little bit, but they're just basically average. They're not anything to write home about. I give them a bump because they've managed to out outperform those things. But even with the bump, uh, I I do get them to somewhere around this number. If I took away that bump, I would still be kind of within range of this number. So I don't really care about it that much. Um, I will say that it's weird because like this number is one in seven ATS. That's surprising to me because it feels 
like the Suns have played pretty well lately. Uh, I don't know, really know whether this is a reflection of maybe the market being overinflated when it's got the superstars available because they've only played so far. What's also crazy, sorry I'm rambling, is the Suns have one of the best net ratings in the league when they have those guys available. When they have the big three, Gordon and Nurkic, that line, or Allen, not Gordon, when it's the big three, Grayson Allen and Nurk, that lineup cooks, and yet they're still not covering, which is an interesting kind of um, wrinkle here. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So... Jay likes the Suns to take care of business. It would make sense that they would win this game by scoring a lot of points. Andrew O'Connor Watts, you like one son in particular to score a lot of points. What's your cap on Bradley Beal over? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty related to Jay's cap. Um, he did a great job of kind of breaking all that down, um, the spot and everything like that. But I'm kind of looking at the this team matchup specifically. Um, Beal has fit in really nicely with Phoenix uh, with, and what they like to do, which is shoot a lot of mid-range shots, a lot, a lot of mid-range shots. And, uh, you know, whether or not you think that's a good strategy in 2024 is 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 another thing. But uh, the Kings in particular do not defend mid-range well, or they they give up, I should say, they give up a lot of mid-range shots, um, which is arguably a smart plan but in this case it's just a bad matchup for the kings um phoenix as a team shoots second most in the mid-range uh beal takes specifically takes 45 percent of his shots from the mid-range um he's also it's kind of a usage thing right so he's the third banana pretty clearly but he's also getting less attention right he's that what comes with being the third banana is the primary defenders on the other team go to Kevin Durant or Devin Booker. Um, he's getting uh, 32 plus minutes in his last eight games. Um, and when he's scored, when he's played that much, he's gone over this in six of eight times. So over this number in six of his last eight. Um, and if we take out that first game back, for Beal, um, which, you know, first came back after a long absence with the new team. I think he scored six against the Hornets. Um, then that's even better. I mean, he's, he's, uh, this is a former 30 point per game scorer, right? Um, so yeah, Sacramento ranks 21st in points allowed. Give me Bradley Beal over 20.5 points. Okay. Um, I got, I got a stat for you. Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're okay. You're okay here. I just think it's interesting because pace might get you home here anyway. Like if they just run up and down the floor, you might be okay here anyway. But I love this stat. And so I have to kind of share it, which is um, the Kings this season are 17th in defensive rating. Okay. That's 17th overall Mm -hmm. uh, on defense. When the Kings are on the road, they are seventh on defense. The under in Kings games on the road is 12, six and one at a, a very solid clip 
Um, so at 66.7. Uh, so I'm actually adding, I'm going to go ahead and make a one on the fly. I'm adding the under here because I do have a slight edge on model to the under in this game. And the Kings have just been a wagon on the under the last two seasons because for whatever reason, I just keep talking about this, the Kings defense is way better on the road than it is at home. I don't know why that is. I don't have any sort of explanation for it, but it's true. It's a definite definitive trend. So like Kings are a bad defense, but they're a little bit better on the road. Now, again, your pace might just get you home here, right? Because like that's per 100 possessions in terms of defense and not uh, the actual not not the raw numbers uh, i'm looking that up right now the kings on the road allow the 11th fewest points in the league per game on the road which is okay. again i think very confusing and surprising but it's enough for me to be like what for whatever reason the kings defense is better on the road and that was true last year too which is one of the reasons why i kind of buy into it a little bit more that said, it's very easy for Beal to go over this number and the Kings to still play pretty good defense. It is so, difficult for Beal to go over this number for the Kings to play pretty good defense and Suns minus four and a half to get home. But hey, if you want to put together a little parlay, you could do... Actually, I bet the uh, correlated, because you're going against each other here, I bet the correlated parlay on this, if we did the same game of Suns minus four and a half, Beal over... Is it, was it 20 and a half? 20 and a half, yeah. 20 and a half in the under... But that comes out pretty nice. I might I might sprinkle a bit on the same game parlay based off of the three picks because I actually can't see it like Beal and because when the Suns lose when they've got the big three, it's like, oh, no, Beal and Booker and KD were awesome. And then no one else existed. Right, right. Well, that's kind of yeah. so I thought that would be my counter is all of those points are going to Kevin Durant, Brad, Bradley Beal and Devin Booker for the most yeah. part. Like you yeah. might get a crazy Gordon game, but like. This this totals 243 and a half also. This is not like even if it goes under, like you're still talking about potentially 240 mm -hmm. points, right? Yeah. Like that there's only five guys really that score much on this team or have the capability of scoring much. Nurkic is fine, but he doesn't score that much, right? Yeah. So uh that that actually doesn't bother me. Also, Keegan Murray is questionable and he's one of their better defenders for the Kings. So, if he's out um then that's even better because you just kind of go down the line of like who's defending durant booker and then beal uh and then if he plays you know he's going to be probably focused on durant or 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 uh bookers yeah. so in my opinion the last thing i'll say on this game they don't really have anyone that can stop kd booker or beal one-on-one and you can't right. double team as well especially when you have guys like grayson allen who's getting high from three i think nurkic has an okay here matchup here uh maybe not defensively versus a bonus but he's still going to tower over him offensively and can get some offensive and defensive boards but grayson allen has been red hot from three yeah. you got um uh i mean these guys are starting to put it together man so watch out for the suns i'm one i'm i'm staying i'll die on this hill i think the suns <laughs> are one of the better teams in the west we'll see what happens i don't They've been better, but a lot of it is if you look at the straight the schedule, um, their wins are like versus bad teams. And like I think this is a good spot for them. I don't mind the play at all. Um, but the Suns are 20th in schedule adjusted defensive rating. They gotta show me they can defend, or I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy I, if they do it, I'll buy in, but they gotta show me they can defend at a serious level. Uh for mine, look, Sixers. Okay, so there's a lot of nonsense here. I'll try and break this down. The Thunder listed all five starters as questionable for this game. Nuggets. Sorry, the Nuggets. The Nuggets listed all five starters questionable for this game, which is a 
a pretty big troll in my opinion of just to be like yeah we know and maybe we'll skip this game maybe we just won't play uh this is a tnt game between two mvp candidates the league will be watching they are likely doing both the sixers are on a back-to-back they are likely to incur a fine if they were to hold their guys out for rest load management which is why i think like the nuggets listed injuries on all these guys like nicole Jokic has a hip strain seemed perfectly fine on sunday um, they have a lot of stuff that they've just kind of listed on the report. I, I will tell you that my expectation is for them to play, but I don't know. Like I haven't spoken with anybody in the Nuggets front office to confirm or like definitely not the coaching staff to be like, they're going to play. Like I have no sources telling me the Nuggets are going to play. I I believe that they're going to play. The Sixers don't have to list their injury report until one o'clock Eastern tomorrow. But as you're recording, this is today. That's the back-to-back rule. You don't have to list it till one. I would imagine the Embiid's questionable game time decision, and I think Embiid plays. Jay's shaking his head. I just hate I hate the way that they play with us, man. It's just like a cat and mouse game. Um, they I know, know if he's gonna play or not. I just yep. it just really it bothers me deeply. I agree. I, I, look, I honestly think the league would be better off with basically saying that on Sunday, if you have a have a rest intention, you need to you can you can always play your guys, but if you want to rest them in a certain game, you need to say like. We're resting this game. Like on Sunday, there should there should be like a notification that's like Joel Embiid is probable to rest on Tuesday on a back to back. It's fine. Like two days a heads up. That's fine, right? Um, regardless, I think Embiid plays because Embiid plays in all of the games against good teams when he's at home. He does not play on the road. He has two games this season versus teams over five hundred. On the road, one versus the Bucks in the first game of the season, and one versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's it. That's the only times he's played teams over 500 on the road. Like, I'm not like. There's a lot of pushback on Twitter for that for me st- pointing this out. If that's what he chooses to do, that's fine. But that's what he's chosen to do, and people can interpret that however they want. Like, it's okay for him to manage the schedule that way. That's all right. He can dr- he can play versus the Wizards and drop 50 points. And he cannot play against the Wolves or the Celtics on the road. He dominated the Wolves at home. And he dominates good teams at home. And Embiid, he did this last year. He played. He played well. Now, notably last year, the thing that the Nuggets led through three quarters. There was midway through the third quarter last year. And the Sixers with Doc Rivers moved P.J. Tucker onto Jokic and had Embiid in the back line. The infamous, that's like the Rui Hachimura defense. It's put a smaller guy on Joker and then have a weak side shot blocker. I don't know that they can do that this year because it's going to be Nick Batum. And like Nick's plus minus has been amazing, but I don't know if you want Nick trying to slow down Joker. Um, that doesn't seem like it's going to be sustainable. I don't know who else they would go to. I don't think they go to a, big, a, a too big look. The other thing is that they adjusted Joker, or Embiid's rotation last year to get Embiid more time in the non-Joker minutes, which makes a lot of sense because the non-Joker minutes are going to be terrible. I think they'll do that again. They want to win this game. Embiid wants to win this game. It's a statement game for him. Brandon Anderson made a joke on Twitter. This is their Super Bowl. This is the city of Philadelphia Super Bowl. They're going to win this game. Embiid's going to play. They're going to win this game. Do I like it at four and a half? Probably not, but I think that goes back down if the Nuggets starters play. Wait until game time. If the Nuggets are missing two starters, it's Sixers. If they're missing one starter, it's Sixers. Three starters, Sixers. If it's four, if four guys were to sit out, 
include especially and if any of them are joker wait till the line goes all the way to the other side and probably bet nuggets because it's a letdown spot then for the sixers like i would lean a little bit towards denver in that spot um but i do think i do like the spot quite a bit for the sixers i think they win this game jay if 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 everybody plays what do you think about the game well, my man can't tell you. First off, I'll say I don't think either one of these guys win MVP. I'll start there. I mean, I love Joel Embiid cashed me a huge MVP ticket last year. Obviously, Jokic won the two previous years. Um, I don't think either one of these guys are winning MVP, so um, there's that. But I think it's going to be a really great matchup. The Nuggets probably have the better starting five. Um, I'd love to have Melton in there if I like the Sixers because I do think the Sixers have a tad more depth, but they are on the back-to-back. I just, I've just i seen this movie too many times where where uh, Embiid plays versus a soft team, puts up 40 and 10, and then on a the back-to-back, then he sits out. So um, I don't know if I want to bet that Embiid plays this game. I get what you're saying, that he finally wants to show up versus Jokic. Um, it's just crazy. I need to see if if everybody's playing for the Nuggets first um, as well. But if both of them have everybody in there, um, I, honestly, I could see it going either way. To be perfectly honest with you, man. But uh, I'd like I do think that DeAnthony Milton missing him it's, it's like one of those guys that don't don't really move the needle or move the point spread, but it does mean a lot to the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, but they, I mean, they still got Ubre. They still have um, guys like uh, Marcus Morris that had that's given them some a little bit of um, production off the bench. So it's a tough game, a great game that I like to watch. Not one, not the type of games that I like to bet on. Watts, you got thoughts on this one? Um, no, I, I was kind of leaning where you're at, where your head's at with it. And then I thinking that this number would be weird. And then I checked mine and I have it minus 2.2 if everybody plays. So I, I just don't see an edge really either way. But I agree with you. Wait till the end. Wait till before tip off if you're going to bet it. Yeah, I'm fading the model, which I try really hard not to do. Because honestly, I don't have a lot of luck doing that. It's like if I just play the model number, that loses. But if I if I ignore a model edge... I definitely lose. So I don't like doing that. Um, I will. The last one is just pretty simple. It's going to be, I'm going to be on the Thunder Clippers under it. I've got this one projected. It's a model play. Thunder on a back-to-back are likely to rest some dudes. If they rest some dudes, their offense goes down. Um, they need everybody help. Like the Thunder are a team that need everybody functional in order for it to work, really. They'll still defend at a high level though. And so they might be able to jam up the Clippers. I kind of think Chet Holmgren might play. Uh, so Look, the Clippers have been great and dynamic and are awesome. And I expect them to win this game, but I don't like the number based off of this. Uh, but I'll put, go ahead and I'll play the under on Thunder Clippers because I like the spot for that game. All right, that's going to do it for Buckets for a Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys being with us. You can follow AO Watts in the Action Network app at AOWatts13. You can catch J Money on Twitter and on YouTube at J Money is Money and in the Action Network app. My thanks to David Payne, our producer, as well as Hutton Jackson, the crew, getting us up on YouTube. YouTube.com slash The Action Network. Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll see you guys again tomorrow for Best Bets for Wednesday. Till then, let's get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.